Okay, the first reading is from Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, and the page is 918. Do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And the second reading is Psalm 139, which is on page 599 in the Bible. Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? How can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light, be the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. 
How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast the sum of them. They would number the grains of sand. When I wake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak with you, speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. I do not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you. I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This is the end of the lesson. Doing beautifully, Rad. I'm slightly jealous of Chris this morning who's going to speak to us now because Psalm 139 is my favourite psalm. So um, there's a bit of missing days for us. Um, I won't say any more. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Let's pray for Chris. Our Father God, we just rejoice um, in the words that you gave uh, to your people of old to declare your praises, to offer you thanksgiving, and just to share their testimony uh, with us, their own experience of you as a living, merciful God. And so we ask you to commend these words to our hearts and minds. And we ask you to empower Chris um, that by the work of your spirit, you might bring revelation to us from them this morning. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This morning, because it would not stop bleeding. So I've, I've, I've stuck a plaster I realise I look a little bit of a wally, uh, but I'm hoping that I won't bleed everywhere. <laughs> but I refuse to worry because this morning's preach is do not worry. Uh, and there was plenty of opportunity for me too. I, I began to, I did just slightly begin to panic when I went through and, and it just wouldn't stop bleeding. But uh, thank you for finding a, a plaster. I love bouncy balls. Um, I collect bouncy balls. I've got a couple of hundred. Uh, they've been hidden away. And with our, uh, a clear up for the new term, uh, I found them once more. And this one's a very cute one. Do you like that, Claire? Oh, it's got a little, it's got a little lapsing. These bouncy balls, when I walk along or with, when I'm with friends. Uh, and today, as we look at uh, the joy of being a follower of Jesus um, and to not worry, I liken worry a little bit like this. All the, the worry of the world can cover us. And we become a little bit like this ball. Uh, we, we lose our bounce somewhat. Um, and today's preach is about the joy that the Lord gives us and not the worry that steals 
what we have as followers of Jesus. Not only to worry about, but my dad is in hospital. He's been in hospital for uh, three weeks, over three weeks now, uh, with heart failure. And I came back from the middle of our, our family holiday, uh, ready to say goodbye to him because it was looking really bad. Uh, last Saturday, uh, as a family, we went into hospital to give a concert. And the children and Ruth came up with a song, and it's a song that they used in uh, Young Voices. Is it called Young Voices, where they go to the O2, and thousands upon thousands of children sing. And it's a beautiful song, and, and they uh, performed, I, I did a video of it, and they performed in the ward. It's a busy ward, lots of people around. But it's a song in a strange language. And I said to Ruth and the children, what, what is that? I think, Claire, you, you will recognise it. So Seth was playing his drum, drum box, and uh, the children and Ruth sang. And they sang some other songs, but before we went, I said, we really have to find out what that song means. Uh, it turns out that it's in Zulu, which is quite special because my dad was a missionary in Zululand for 16 years uh, with USPG, the United Society Propagation of the Gospel. And the words, I said, we have to find out, what, what are these words? And the words say this, come back home, we want you back. Since you have left, we have been suffering, we want you back. And instead of adding to my worry, uh, the chance of that song gave me great joy that the Lord was with us, that we did not need to worry about my dad. And that prayer, come back home, that's our prayer for him, that somehow he would be able to come back home for a little bit. I wonder what makes you worry? What takes away the, the spring in your step, the joy of every day. What is it? Jesus says, maybe clothes. Well, don't worry about clothes, he says. What, maybe it's, it's food. What other worries uh, do you carry? Who wants to volunteer some of the worries? Don't, don't feel you have to delve too deeply. <laughs> what worries? Sickness. sickness, worry about sickness. That, that really was my worry. I sent a frantic message saying, I'm on my way, I'm on my way. I really hate being late and I'm often late. I really, and it's, it's usually, not because I cut myself shaving, it's usually because I meet people and I love to talk with people. I really do. <laughs> what, what other worries? Being late, sickness. Family and friends. Any other worries? Safety of daughters, the driving, accidents. And we carry worry that takes away 
the joy. Worry is the thief of joy. And Jesus wonderfully, I believe, gives us three lessons to help us combat that worry that steals. And I want to look at three remedies this morning to not being worried. The first is you are of great value. The second is you are known by God the Father. And the third that I want to go through is that you are called to seek the kingdom first. So first, let's have a look. You are of great value. And I wonder this morning, do you know how valuable you are? Jesus asked us to look at the flowers or the grass in the fields that are here today, he says, and they're gone tomorrow. Look at them. Look at their detail. I love painting grass and flowers and I've been um, really enjoying this summer painting landscapes, something new that I'm trying to do. Such detail. And Jesus says, you are of more value than that. I wonder if you know how valuable you are, how fearfully and wonderfully made you are. Jesus declares this, are you not more valuable than they? Well, the answer to that question is, well, yes, of course. Yes. And we know that we are of great value for God himself has given of himself to us. He's given his very best for each one of us. His own son freely laid down his life for you and for me. There was something that really bugged me. Uh, and it, it helped me become a Christian. I was 17 years old, and my sister said this to me. Chris, Jesus died for you. So simple, but I couldn't get it out of my mind. You see, I knew the gospel story. I knew the story of, yes, God so loved the world he gave. But for the world, but for me? Would I be of such value that someone would lay down their life for me? And I wonder this morning, do you know how valuable you are that Jesus gave his life for you freely? Laid it down. That in the mystery of the cross that he died upon, he saw you here this morning and was willing to give his life for you. That he became sin so that we could be free from sin. You are of great value. Please believe that this morning. You are not a mistake. You have great purpose that God wants to use each one of us to change this world for his glory. You are 
of great value. I find uh, in my ministry uh, that sometimes things can become a little bit overwhelming. And uh, I wrote a poem called The Stress Flower. I hope it's okay I take this flower here. I hope that's all right. It's called The Stress Flower, and this is the poem. Stress creeps in. Keep self-important. First, constricting my mind, I become self-impotent. Fruitless of joy and abandonment. Creativity locked away behind coils of urgent and to-do. The stress creeper looks good. I behold its beautiful flowers and charm of busyness and success, of reputation and preoccupation of whether I'm known and liked or not. Then the poisonous leaves begin to irritate. The pollen causes an allergy of no time and routine becomes burdensome and my work and home irritable at the forefront for all to notice whether they want to see it or not. The roots start to establish themselves in the artery of my capabilities and my dance has gone. My song barely audible. It's energy sapped by the pressure of things, so many things, things on top of things, making a whole pile of stuff. There's no saint PA who can vanquish this lot. It's a mountain. Now this is not the abundance I was promised. Not the lavishness I signed up to. This is not the follow me in blissful slipstream. This is not me. Get away from me, stress flower. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's all right. I'll put it back. Beautiful flowers. Thank you for whoever's done the flowers. Thank you. So we are of great value. I wonder whether this morning, as we consider our discipleship of becoming more like Jesus, and for others to see him in us, whether we need to recognise our value. Secondly, you are known by God the Father. Verse 32 of Matthew 6 declares this. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He truly does know us. Psalm 139 verse 1. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. Verse 23, search me and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. One way that I remind myself that I am known is that I write down prayer requests. I keep a journal and uh, each morning, most mornings, like this morning, I write down a load of things that I believe I need to pray for. Top of the list at the moment, well, it's my dad. And there's some very practical things that I'm praying for here. But I look back over this journal that I started in July. I look back at the prayer requests and it reminds me that I'm known. Why? Because 
there's quite a lot in here that is actually answered. And Jesus says in John 15, ask whatever you want in my name and I will give it to you. Ask anything, he says, in my name. I'll give it to you. Of course, we need to be a little bit sensible about that. We don't want to, to think, yeah, I think I'll ask for 10 million pounds by 10 minutes. But we can ask. There's two wonderful answers to prayer that I've seen. First, before the summer, B's, my, one of my daughters, uh, her bike got nicked. It was our fault. We didn't lock it up. And uh, she was really disappointed. And we love going on bike rides. Well, to be honest, I love going on bike rides. And the children <coughs> occasionally love going on bike rides. So I prayed. And we came back from our holidays. And a family in the village were just scrapping some bikes. And they sent an, uh, an email out saying, does anyone want these old frames and old wheels? They're in bits. I said, yes, please. And last Saturday, I spent the day putting two new bikes together. Not just one for B, but another one for Seth, my son. And they're brilliant. They're so, the frames are so light. And it was a wonderful answer to prayer. A double portion of being able to put some bikes together. Last Thursday, I worked in Great Yarmouth. And my prayer was that somehow the team that I was working with, there was about 30 of us from the church, that we would be able to use our gifts and go out and meet people. And as we're praying, a, a lady has a picture of balloons. And then someone else has a picture of releasing balloons. And I take a team out into a park. It's a beautiful park by a cafe. And there's five of us. The rest have gone off to give away free fruit, where, which they've labelled with the fruit of the Spirit. Some have gone off to offer free hugs. Some have gone off to pray. And we're sitting in the park and we're painting. And one lady paints one word, release. I said, well, what are you going to do with that? She says, you know what? I think I should paint some balloons and they were beautiful she's a very gifted artist and then I said well who's it for she said I think it's for that lady over there she was sitting in the park having a lovely cup of coffee and she wrote on her painting let go let God she went and gave it to this lady two years on that day uh, her husband um it was uh, her hus husband's funeral. And they had, as part of the funeral, released balloons. And this lady felt known by God at that moment with that painting, with that word, release. And they were able to talk together and pray together. And for me, well, that was a wonderful <laughs> answer to prayer that someone would use their gifts and be able to bring good news in such a powerful way we are known by God the Father he knows us lastly to help us overcome worry let's seek first the kingdom of God. 
Jesus then promises, well, all these things are going to be added to you. All these things, if you seek first. The clothes that you need, the food. All those things will be added to us if we seek first his kingdom. There is an adventure when we do that. When we seek his kingdom, when we look around us and we long for others to have what we've got. When we're willing in a small way to be able to share what we've learned this morning with our neighbour. When we're able to offer prayer for someone we'll meet in Morrison's tomorrow morning. Perhaps someone on the school run. When we seek first his kingdom, his fame, his glory, his reputation, that he would become famous in Camborne. That the Lord Jesus' kingdom would be first. So, do not worry. I believe Jesus gives us three remedies. You are of great value. Let's believe it. We are known by God the Father. And lastly, we are called to seek the kingdom first. Let's pray. Father, where we've lost that spring in our step and the joy of following you, would you restore that this morning? I want to ask that each one of us would know that we are of great value. That we have a purpose, we have a good future. Lord, that you want to give us such hope. And where we have felt rubbish, would you lift us this morning? Would you lift us out of that place of feeling that we are nothing and bring us to that place of being known by you? Come, Holy Spirit, and pour upon us that we would know that we are known. And Lord, help us to seek first your kingdom, your fame, your reputation around us, at work, with our family. Help us to seek first your kingdom, to help others have what we have as followers of Jesus. And I just think of uh, the words of that song that say, Restore, O Lord, the joy of our salvation. For those of us who don't really know that you have saved us. Lord, would you remind us and give us joy that we are people who are saved by you. In Jesus' name, amen.
I used to do some work with the Evangelical Alliance in Wales, um, travelling around Wales and talking about um, helping young adults to um, be Christians on their front lines. Um, and one of the guys on this core team of people who I worked with was a guy called Mark Venning, who heads up YWAM in Wales, Youth with a Mission. Um, and actually, some uh, I think I think Mary Bingham actually has worked with for YWAM in in her past. So um, yeah, thank you. That's really helpful. Al. Do you know him? Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, uh, Mark, um, y you know, we were praying a few times, and of course, all YWAM staff are volunteers. Uh, they utterly depend on the gifts um, of others, donations of others. It's a self-supporting ministry, if you like, uh, and. And that was the first time I've really encountered someone in Christian ministry who kind of doesn't receive a stipend or a salary. And, and I just remember sitting um, in Cardiff as we 